Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what? they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. It's Katie, your host of Signed the Traders here on Silent Podcasts. And I'm breaking into your podcast to let you know we have some exciting news. We've created a brand new podcast feed that'll bring all of our traders coverage to you in one place. Search Silent Traders anywhere you listen to your podcasts and make sure to like and subscribe. Not only will you find our U.S. coverage on Sign the Traders, but you'll also find our AU, UK, and New Zealand coverage under the name From the Fringe, hosted by Sarah Carradine and Sean Bryan. Whether you're listening to current recaps to stay up to date, or you're on a binge of past seasons and want some coverage as you go, this is the one-stop shop for all of your traders' needs. Remember to like, rate, and subscribe, and be sure to share your feedback. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Signed the Traders, brought to you by Silent Podcast, or anything but silent. I'm your host, Katie, and I am here again with my wonderful, faithful co-host, Javier. Javier, how are you this week? Hey, I'm doing great. Um, I just want to say something real quick to the whole audience. I just played a Traders Mini this past weekend, <laughs> and I have a whole new view on the game, and I think I'm going to be a lot nicer to these people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to talk this episode. 
I'm I'm so happy you brought it up because I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it on the podcast, but Javier did great. He made us proud. He got to the end. He figured out all the traitors. He did great. So don't beat yourself up. He got a little snowed, but it's okay. It's okay. I watched the whole thing. It was great. Um, you, we're also here with our wonderful special guest, member of our draft, Janelle. Janelle, Hi. how are you today? Thank you for being here. I am good. I am excited to talk about this episode. That ending had me reeling. I just cannot mm. wait to dive into it. I know. I've seen you on social media talking all about it. So we'll get in. We'll get into it. Um, all right. We can go ahead. We can pick up where we left off because we left off in a pretty big, I guess it's not really necessarily a cliffhanger, but we had some conflict last week and we picked up right where we left off. We're in the turret in the middle of the heat between Phaedra and Parvati and Phaedra's pissed. She's like, I'm not an actress. Uh, don't call the housewives actresses. Don't put my name in it. And Parvati, she backs up a little. She apologizes. Janelle, we didn't get your POV on this, obviously, mm. because we started last week. So what's your thought on this? I already know that you're a Parvati stan, so we know yeah. what side you're going to take. But what was your thought when you were watching this, um, this back and forth? Immediately. All right. We're taking Janelle out of the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, Janelle. <laughs> Janelle, we're not we're not standing for the standum today. <laughs> I mean, I like Phaedra. I'm very, I'm very surprised at what she brought. Like, I didn't expect the comedy, the commentary. Mm -hmm. I just did it. I didn't know what I thought she was going to bring. I'm trying to forget what I know about Housewives, which is very, very, very challenging. Yeah, I know. She brings it. She's funny. She's entertaining. And I think she's doing a good job. Yeah. I'm in team. If you go for my favorites, I just automatically root against you. I don't care what that means for who, for anybody, like you can go, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. John Valencia in the chat says you're about to get banished. <laughs> well, it seems like they squash it here anyway. So it seems yeah. like they leave in a good spot. Phaedra says she she believes in forgiveness and grace, and she's gonna give Parvati another chance. But if she does it again, she'll know that she can't be trusted. Javier, what do you think about this resolution here? Listen, all right. So I, mm -hmm. I so I was actually kind of annoyed because I felt like Parvati was trying to downplay what she did. Yeah, and she was trying to basically play in Phaedra's face and act like, oh, Phaedra, I didn't think you'd be this mad. I didn't know you'd react this way. I'm like, you literally threw Phaedra under the bus by throwing all the housewives under the bus. So I was annoyed at Parvati for trying to like play in Phaedra's face. And I'm glad that Phaedra, you know, was able to calm down and say, fine, I forgive you. But I really do hope that Phaedra keeps this in the back of her mind that mm -hmm. Parvati does not have her back at the end of the day. And hopefully this is like a little inkling of like a Parvati versus Phaedra war um, brewing. I would love to see that and see who wins that fight. Um, so, but yeah, I didn't like how Parvati played in Phaedra's face, but Phaedra handled it really well. Yeah, I think they both kind of tried to play in in Phaedra's face here. I mean, Dan was like, "What? What yeah. do you mean? I don't even know what you're talking about." And you know, exactly, Parvati was just like, "No, it wasn't you. I was going for Larsa." But we know. I mean, we saw throughout the episode, the plan was put some heat on the housewives and and put some heat on Phaedra specifically. So. Um, you know, I think, again, we talked about it last week, but these these other two traders and, and the social strategy players in general, I think, are underestimating the housewives, the Bravos, uh, the Bravo liberties, and specifically Phaedra. The rest, mm, Sheree, maybe she's being properly Sheree. estimated. I don't really know. But Phaedra, Phaedra's doing great. Yeah, she's really doing good. Can't even knock her, but I still hope she gets banished. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan gives us a, a confessional. He says he threw out a stick of dynamite. He wants to use this to his advantage. He's already thinking, you know, how he can pit these two against each other, which maybe is foreshadowing 
I don't know. I guess we'll see, but we'll talk about it when we get to toward the end of the episode because Dan at this point still has not brought up a name and that's a big theme throughout the episode moving forward. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, Barbity tries to give peace offering. I don't know if this is necessarily a real peace offering, but she wants to give Phaedra the chance to murder. She's like, you know what? I did I can too. I took the lead here. You take the lead. Who do you feel comfortable with? And we see Phaedra bring up Sandra and Tamara. I'm sure she brought up others, but these are the two that they focus on. Um, what do you guys think about these two options? I was confused. Like, I don't, well, but first, I, let's actually, let me, let me rewind. I was, at first I was confused as to why she would say Tamara. But as I just said that, I just thought, actually, that might not be a bad idea because Parvati just threw all this information about like, we need to watch out for the housewives. Now there's this idea there's a traitor in the housewives. So I guess it might actually be a good idea for her to kill Tamara to take some heat off of herself. Um, now that I think about it a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a good idea also when Phaedra brought or for Phaedra to kill Tamara because I feel like nobody is gonna suspect that Phaedra was involved in any of that. I thought it was stupid for them to allow her to do that. Mm-hmm. They need to find somebody. I think that they need to get her out because I feel like those two are going to be sniffed out for their games because that's what I'm rooting for. I'm so sorry. But mm-hmm. I feel like those two are absolutely going to be sniffed out way, way, way before Phaedra. Anybody will ever look in Phaedra's direction. And yep. killing Tamara just helps her. So I don't love it, but it is what it is. I love it for Phaedra's game. I think, yeah. you know, Phaedra, I think no one's going to suspect housewives on housewives murder here. Um, so I think going for Tamara is the right move versus Sandra, who, like we said last week, I think Javier, you know, she's playing a really great faithful game, which mm-hmm. you either have to get someone or you're going to go. I mean, I think Sandra's days are numbered anyway at this point, but um, I think Tamara is a great, you know, random name to throw out there cause a little confusion, clear a little bit of housewives heat off of Phaedra. And then, you know, it doesn't tie back to anybody, which, which I always think are the best types of murders where, you know, Tamara didn't say anybody's name. That's a traitor. She's not really throwing heat on any of the three of them. It's good for them mm-hmm. to murder her. Cause it, it, it gives no ties to any of them moving forward. Why do you think Sandra's numbered? I don't, I think that Sandra, Farberty, CT, Dan, Janelle, were all working voting together. Cause we saw as soon as, Sandra heard there was heat on Dan. She was like, there's heat on you. We got to get Larsa. I feel like she's working with them. I think her days are numbered because she has a lot of influence. And I think it's very clear she's a faithful. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody other than Janelle maybe thought she was a traitor. Obviously, that didn't gain any traction. So I think, you know, as a faithful, you kind of have to almost play dumb a little bit to make it further, I think. But like, also get in with the right people. And I just think Sandra's too smart and she's too clearly a faithful that she's not going to get banished at a round table and she can rally people she can rally votes mm-hmm. and i i think sandra of all people even though she is working with the gamers mm-hmm. she's not going to hesitate if one of them is uh is a traitor like she said multiple times if poverty is a traitor i'm getting all the faithfuls i'm going after her so i think they would be silly to keep her around long enough for the numbers to dwindle down close enough for them to be able to be found out because i think she's just too dangerous yeah, I agree. I think I think that um, what's keeping Sandra alive really is the fact that she's so close to Dan and Parv. I think yeah. if um, when they f- unfortunately figure out that she's going to be such a huge threat, they're going to let her go. But, you know, like last I think last week or the episode before that, she had like her little rat move where she like ratted out mm-hmm. um, somebody to the gamers. Um, and like Katie said, I think she's literally the perfect faithful. So I don't think she'll ever get banished. So 
I think down the road, I do see it where she's gonna they're gonna have to kill her. Um, especially if like Parv wants to win the game. Um, because yeah. I don't know. So I think that's gonna be uh, Sandra's downfall, unfortunately, that she's so clearly a faithful. Yeah. And I think she's all about the money. I mean, we know she's all about the money. There's no way mm-hmm. if she makes it to the end of the game, she's not gonna vote everybody else out if she can and leave <laughs> right. and and try and find whoever else is the faithful. So there's no absolutely no reason for Parvati or Dan to bring her to the end because there's mm-hmm. just no way she's gonna split the money with either one of them. She's too smart for that. So I think her days are numbered. Her name has come up a number of times for murder as it is. So I think mm-hmm. her name's on the block one way or another. We'll see what happens next week. But at the end of the episode, her name's out there again. So I just don't know. I don't know. Either she'll be maybe recruited po- yeah, possibly, probably. or I think her days are numbered. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to breakfast. CT and Janelle are in first and they're trying to decide, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? They're so, you know, they're so paranoid that they don't, they don't really know. And they chat a little bit. CT says he's honing in the housewives, but Janelle is like, there's literally no votes, no strategy behind these votes at all. They're not strategic masterminds. They do not have the skill or the strategy to have, you know, a plan on who to murder, which based on the votes from the night before we can see is clearly the case. What did you guys think about this? I don't know why they don't talk. Like mm-hmm. the others, I know just listening to exit press and the postmortem, the other side is the gamers basically yep. are voting together. Mm-hmm. If they had made smarter votes, even for Larsa, they could have saved her. So while I don't think they're dumb, they're also like not playing together, like right. strategizing together or figuring out how they can help each other get further. So yeah, missed opportunity for them right there. Totally. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Um, Janelle really hit the nail on the head. The housewives, unfortunately, none of them is a mastermind. Phaedra has the potential to be a mastermind. Um, so that's really the only person I feel like in the housewives who has any, you know, potential to make it far in the game at this point. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, I did think Larsa had some potential because she was like so gung-ho about the damn thing. Um, but we saw how that ended for her. So I, I think Phaedra's the only housewife who really has an opportunity to really... And the fact that she's a traitor also helps really make it towards the end of this game. Yeah, I think her social game is killing it. Just I've been watching her. Just one day she was just rubbing John's arm and like she's just in like in with everybody. I don't hear Mm -hmm. anybody talk to her or talk about her actually. Mm -hmm. I think she talks to everybody. She mingles with everybody. I think she's in it for the long haul. And she's really lucky to be with two gamers, like two people that have a reputation that are already suspected and nobody suspects her. So I think she's in it for the long haul, really. I think so too. I think, I think she's the perfect, she's in a really good position right now because she's with two powerhouses that I think are just going to play themselves into a situation that's not great for them. Specifically Dan, we'll see what happens with Parv, but Parv could be collateral damage to what some of Dan um, is planning Mm -hmm. at the end of this episode, but we'll get there. Um, But yeah, no, I think Phaedra's in the perfect under the radar position. And we see that she's really good friends with Janelle. We see Sandra is, is saying things like, Oh, we don't want to, you know, me and me and Phaedra hate running around. Like people are mentioning her in a, in a positive way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we'll see. But I also think Tamara had a chance um, if she didn't get murdered here to do well. She's pretty smart. Um, but, you know, we lost two housewives in a row. So their numbers are dwindling anyway, as it is. Um, Peter and John come in next. Janelle is psyched. She says on Twitter, actually, that Peter is was her caser of this game, which I was surprised that she would give that honor to Peter. Um, but, you know, uh, good for Peter. Peter, 
Peter is the MVP of this episode. We will, of course, get there. I don't want to get yeah. too far ahead of ourselves. But even from this moment, Peter's like, I think it's got to be a guy. CT, I don't mm-hmm. think it's you. I don't think it's John. Kevin and Kevin and Bergie, nah, it's Dan. And he mm-hmm. pinpoints Dan immediately at the beginning of the episode. And I'm like, oh, Dan is, he's going to feel the heat. He's going to feel the heat. What are you guys thinking about Peter so far? See, I knew absolutely nothing about Peter. I never made the assumption that because he's from The Bachelor, he's dumb. But he just, like, came out of nowhere. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's how I was like, oh, go ahead, Peter. I would kill him immediately. I said that last episode. I was like, they better kill him because he's rallying people. He's making great points. And he has people's ear. They need to kill him. I would have killed him last episode. He's dangerous. Yeah. And I would have killed Bergie after the last episode. Like, mm-hmm. gotta go. Gotta go. But... See. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised with Peter. Um, Peter's gameplay, like you said, I think he's the MVP of this episode. Um, and I think now, just given that he's so like you know playing like such a gamer, he's really onto Dan. I think now it's going to be almost impossible to banish him. So it's going to be really hard to murder him and not bring suspicion to the traitors. So I feel like Peter is actually in a really good place um, in the game, just to you know kind of like continue um, helping the faithfuls look for the traitors while. They, they will not banish him, but they can't necessarily murder him because it would just make it too obvious on the traitor's part, I feel. Yeah. So I'm very pleasantly surprised with Peter. Um, and I am excited to see if his game plan actually continues to work throughout the season. I actually yeah. would have rather seen him be a traitor than Dan at this point. After watching Dan be a traitor. <laughs> like, yeah. After yeah. all these couple of episodes, I was like, Peter probably would have been such a fun, strategic traitor. And I yeah. feel like that's just a missed opportunity. Like seeing this come out of him, I think he would have been creative. Yeah, I didn't think he had these chops. I watched his season, The Bachelor. It's one of the last seasons that I watched um, once I left Bachelor Nation. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get this from him watching him on TV. So you know, good for you, Peter. Um, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. He's he's mm-hmm. got the chops. He really does. And I would like to see Peter play like a Big Brother or something. Yeah. He's he's fun. Get him on Celebrity Big Brother. Um, so he's thinking about the guys, Kevin, uh, comes in and then Bergie, uh, comes in and Parv. Bergie says that Peter's his closest ally. He says it to us in a confessional. He says in this game where you can't trust anyone, he found the one person that he feels like he can trust in Peter, which I actually think is a really good pairing for the two of them. Bergie, I think is actually also, I know he went undrafted in our draft, but (laughs) he's surprising me too. And again, like, I know we all talked about that. We didn't really know much about Bergie coming in. But he and Peter are my two, um, you know, biggest pleasant surprises because I expected Phaedra to to be pretty good at this game. So um, shout out to them. Good job, Bergie. The sleeper duo who might make mm-hmm. it to the end. <laughs> I know, I know. If anything, they're gonna get they're gonna get someone. That's 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, we see Dan and Sheree next. Then MJ. Were you guys surprised that MJ's name was not up for banishment or up for murder this week, given the shock that she? wasn't murdered last week by the poison i was kind of surprised to not hear her name out there nothing yep i agree i I, well i agree yeah yeah what about you javier did you think about mj at all um yeah i I think it's definitely a little shocking you know i feel like in these games you when someone's name gets you know someone's name is thrown out why not continue that heat on Mm -hmm. them so i i also was shocked that phaedra you know even though it was phaedra's murder like she didn't at least add mj to the list Maybe maybe it would have even been better for her to kill MJ because I feel like MJ is also associated with the housewives, but she's not necessarily a housewife. So her and Tamara might have been able to have a better relationship than her and MJ. But I guess she chose Tamara over MJ. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see her 
not even get a mention because everybody mm-hmm. last week was so convinced. And then, you know, Peter was like, if MJ, last week was like, if MJ's not murdered, then she's a traitor. We didn't even see much conversation about her being a traitor this week either, which I'm, I was surprised about. She came out yeah. relatively unscathed. Um, so we see Trishel come in next. So at the end, we're missing Tamara, Phaedra, and Sandra. Phaedra and Sandra, Sandra saunter in together. Tamara has been murdered. Unfortunately, rest in peace, Tamara. Uh, and Phaedra, we get a flashback to the turret and says, you know, she loves her housewife sisters, but this is going to bring the most confusion. And everybody knows that she's loyal to the housewives and it wouldn't be her. So this is a good murder for her. And I have to agree. I think this is a great, a great shot for Phaedra to take care. Yep. 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 Um, we see Tamara get a little emotional, which I was actually very surprised knowing Tamara um, from, <laughs> you know, housewives. I-, I was surprised to see her get emotional about getting murdered. I did not expect that. I would expect her to come in with like, you know, a vengeance and wanting revenge, but no, she said she's thankful for the experience. She's, you know, she's sad. She was happy to get a, to be a part of the game and see the castle. She just says she hopes it's not a housewife who murdered her. And Muse in the chat, actually, shout out to Muse, says that Tamara said she did not find out until basically the episode premiered that Phaedra was responsible for her Damn. murder. And oh. thought it was Dan, which is really why Phaedra's just keeping up the traitor, the traitor dumb outside of the castle. I guess she's she's just keeping it going, which is really. Surprising. I'd be so mad at Phaedra me if she too. didn't tell me after the show. I'd be like, me too. Come on. I know, I know. So surprising. That's surprising. Um, everybody's in at breakfasts. They're talking about theories. They're talking about who could it be. This, this, and this. And Phaedra's like, you think one of those boiled eggs? Boiled okay, eggs? I'm glad you wrote that because I wrote boiled that eggs. Down too. I loved it. She like Me could too. not be bothered. She couldn't care about, didn't care about Tamara. Wasn't paying attention to anything. She wanted her eggs, and that's all she cared about. I was like, oh my god, Phaedra. She's so funny. She's yes. so funny. Literally, that's what I wrote in my notes. I was like, I'm cracking up. Like, I love this woman. She is just so random. Like. Also, when I was watching it, part of me was like, is this even good, like, gameplay? Like, she doesn't even seem shocked that a housewife was killed. I feel like she didn't even care about the gameplay aspect of it. She was like, let me just, like, maybe she was just really hungry. I, I was very shocked about the whole scene. I thought um, the exact same thing, Javier. I was like, she needs to act like she's a little more upset. She doesn't yeah. seem surprised. She doesn't seem <laughs> sad. This is her housewife girl. She actually worked with her. They were on a season of Ultimate Girls Trip together. Um, so yeah. she should be upset about Tamara, but she just really wants those boiled eggs. And yeah. she's like picking up the, the, the prosciutto meat. or whatever, and she's like staring at it. I'm like, what is she doing right now? But it was so funny. I have, you know, she's good TV, Phaedra. Yeah, it's very much so. Yep. Um, we see Alan come in. He tells us a real housewife lost her real house, what house life. Um, he tells the group that he has a treat for them and it's going to turn the game upside down. So at this point, I mean, we, we knew out there that it was going to be Kate, but were you guys surprised by this announcement at all? I don't understand. I'm, I have, they ever just added random people in the middle of the scene. I would banish her immediately. Like what's yeah. going here? I've been surviving murder after murder trying to sniff out traitors and here you come free mm-hmm. ride till this point you know what i mean i don't understand the point of it because i i don't know i would banish her immediately like let's bye i i didn't survive i've been fighting for my life i know i know i wasn't surprised you know just because i just knew that mm-hmm. she was yeah. coming but i agree with janelle like and I like Kate. If you watched the podcast yeah. last year, like Kate was my favorite person, like favorite character on the show. You know, I, right. I love Sari, but Kate was the most entertaining person for me. And I'm like, I'm a little excited to see Kate back. 
to bring a little bit of like, you know, drama and see if she has that same energy as last season. But in terms of like the game aspect, it seems very unfair um, to bring Kaden at this point. Um, I also feel like if I was in the game, I wouldn't suspect Kate to be a traitor. Like, why would they bring a traitor in midway? So it kind of gives Kate almost a free pass as a faithful to the end. And unfortunately, we know that Kate's not that great at this game. So maybe that's why they brought her in at yeah. this point. Um, so hopefully she gives us some good TV at least. But I'm not necessarily excited to see Kate at this point. If they would have brought her from the start, maybe I would have been a bit more excited. But to see her come at this point, I'm like, eh, I don't know anymore. You didn't, she wasn't yeah. good last season. I mean, she was funny, but not good. No, she was terrible at the game. Yeah, she was not great at the game. She yeah. she sussed out, I think, Christian. She had a few reads that were okay, but just yeah. generally she was not good at, yeah. at the game, no. We just um, with Rachel for half the season. Yeah, yeah. and the traders kept her around because she was causing a chaos yeah. and distraction, which mm-hmm. maybe she'll do again this season. I don't know. But I agree with yeah. you guys. I'm not a fan of like the late stage or mid-stage entrance to the game. Um, they did it once uh, in Traders UK season one. But even that was a little bit different and not maybe this is like a light traders UK season one spoiler, but you know, in the beginning of the game, they lined up all the players at the front of the game at the front of the castle. And they said, you know, line up from who you think is most likely to win to least likely to win. And the two people that were at the end who said that they were probably not going to win got banished, but then they got brought back later in the game to play. So we've seen it before, but those were also players that were there at the start and then mm-hmm. left. So they got brought back. So it was almost like a twist built into the game but this is like it's just she's coming out of nowhere so it's not my favorite thing i'm always happy to see kate i do love to see her on television she gives us great tv she's hilarious but i also think it's almost unfair to kate like if i'm a traitor i'm like why don't we just banish kate she's not one of us let's just banish her they didn't give her a shield or anything they didn't say she's off her list so i if i'm a traitor i would have just gotten rid of kate and i feel like any traitor could have felt that way that would tie that would be almost a free pass of a murder Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And did it's you true. guys? I thought she might be okay because later on we hear her Harvey offer to get her a drink or something. She's like, "I'm not mm-hmm. taking a drink from her." I'm like, oh, exactly yeah, right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, exactly, okay. exactly. Uh, but we could talk more about Kate when she actually enters. But uh, you know, CT is also putting a little heat on Dan at breakfast. Mm-hmm. He says to give him a theory. He's like, "Give me anything. You don't have to say names. You don't have to say anything." But like, I know you're connecting these red strings together. Like, what are your red strings telling you? What do you got? And Dan gives nothing. nothing. Like he gives oh, literally nothing. And I'm just shocked because this is days now that Dan's in the house. Maybe he doesn't want to give like you know if this is what he's saying. He doesn't want to put Faithful's names out there because he doesn't want to put heat on them. You could still come up with a fake theory without throwing someone under the bus to get some people off your back, but you're giving nothing. Nothing. CT is really pressuring him here, and he gives mm-hmm. CT absolutely nothing. I don't get it. Like, I truly, even when mm-hmm. Phaedra and Parvati were asking him last week, he's like, I'll let you know tomorrow. I'm like, yep. come on, you can't just talk about one person, focus on somebody, something. Yep. I don't get it at all, not in the least bit. Yeah, I don't get the gameplay either, but that brought a question that I wanted to ask both of you. Like, yeah. if you were Dan, who would you try to put suspicious on that wouldn't make you seem that suspicious, you know? Because Dan has also been put in a pretty shitty situation. Because let's be honest, other people in this house have not said a name, but for some reason they want it to be Dan. So if you were in Dan's shoes, who do you guys think you would do? Would you play a similar? Because we're kind of like, you know, we're shitting on his gameplay because mm-hmm. I also don't think it's the best move. But what would you do in that situation? Would you actually say a name? What would you guys do? I think he should. I, w- I was going to say it's probably not a good idea. He needs to focus on maybe a group 
mm-hmm. but focusing on the housewives ain't gonna work. Pedro ain't gonna have that. But he needs to focus on a group. He can't focus. I don't know. I truly don't know who he should say. Maybe a a Bravo person that is not a housewife, like an mm-hmm. MJ. He's from Bravo, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. It has to be. You you have to feel pressure. Um, being put on the spot, but he has to say something. It's been time after time after time. And I don't understand why he don't come up with some sort of strategy to yeah. give people something because that would, they would lay off of him maybe a little bit, but nothing after nothing, even to his people. Yeah. I think from Dan, what I, if I'm in Dan's position and I mean, I'm not Dan, I'm Dan, I, however he's playing, I know there's been a lot of discourse on, on Twitter. However mm-hmm. he's playing the traitors doesn't take anything away from how amazing he is a big brother. So let's just, we can put that out there. He, you're not going to be good at every single game. Not everybody's yep. Suri. They can't conquer them all. Um, and you know, Dan, I think is misplaying here, but that doesn't again, take anything away from his big brother legacy. But I think if I'm Dan in this situation, coming from a layman like me and not a Dan, I would probably come up with some kind of a theory of like, well, it's probably a guy and two women or two, you know, two men and a woman or something like something that shows I'm thinking without implicating anybody um, and not saying a name. It It could be like, oh, I think it's probably at least a gamer there's X amount of people from this show. There's probably one Bravo person. Maybe it's not a housewife. Maybe there's four housewives here. So they didn't choose a housewife to get us not thinking about, you know, like something yeah. like that without yeah. saying a name. Um, but I just think he's got to give them something. And I think mm-hmm. he's painting himself into a little bit of a corner here because he's just being overly cautious. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if he was a faithful, would he be playing like this? Probably not. I would have to assume right. he would be active in trying to, yeah. to help. Um, and I think that's the other thing. You're either a traitor or you're a faithful that's not helping. And we hear that a little bit at the round at mm-hmm. the round table. Because even if you were faithful, you're not giving anybody anything. So why do they even want to keep you around at this point? Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. what you said, Katie, is would be perfect because at least he said something. Like something. Right. I just I can't wait for the season to be over when he can freely speak about what he was thinking. Cause I'm dying to know. Cause yeah. I just need to know. Mm-hmm. I know I'm dying to know as well. I, I would love to know what's, what's yeah. going on. But when Dan gives nothing here, Peter and John and Tamara, uh, and I'm sorry, not Tamara and Janelle are whispering and they're like, Peter's just like, Dan's a traitor. Dan's a traitor. Like the fact that he gave nothing convinced mm-hmm. Peter already was thinking it. And now he he's solid on Dan. He's also suspecting, um, CT and poverty, which Parvity, is yeah. Peter got two out of the three. Mm-hmm. Shocked. I'm shocked here. Um, this is great on Peter, but we'll talk a little bit more about that once, once we get to the mission, because the mission actually gave us something today, which is nice. Uh, but before that, after breakfast, Kevin really starts putting out a ton of suspicion on Janelle to Dan and CT. Her name has come up every every round table, but she throws out another name. She's causing a distraction. She's getting mm-hmm. the heat off of herself. What did you guys think about Kevin's theory? Obviously, we know it's not Janelle, but do you think this is good gameplay from Kevin, or do you think Kevin's just Kevining? No, I understood. Like in a game where you have so little to go off of, you you just you have to come up with something. So mm-hmm. that's what he's noticed, and it's a valid or a valid assumption that I feel like he's made. There's reason behind it. Her name's brought up, but somehow it never sticks. And she we go for somebody else every single time. And it's been wrong every single time. So I appreciate it from him because at least it's something. You know, that's something to work with. Yeah. I mean, so here's how I felt about this. I like that Kevin is thinking about the game because mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, 
just Kevin, what he was on Bling Empire and, you know, the way they treat him in the house. It seems like they think he's the airhead. So it's good to see that he's thinking about the game. But I just feel like if I were in the traders and I saw someone playing the way Janelle is playing, I just would never assume they are a traitor. To, me like to me, Janelle is playing too obvious of a, I'm so scared to be murdered, blah, 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 blah. That like, to me, it doesn't give trader vibes. So I just wish Kevin would, you know, think a little bit further beyond the fact that, yes, I do agree that when someone's name is brought up in these games, and like in a game like The Trader, you have to remember that in the back of your mind. So I do think it's smart that he keeps Janelle there. But I just think for now, it just doesn't seem, just Janelle's playing too much of a faithful game for me. So I'm like, eh, good for Kevin for thinking, but also why Janelle? Basically. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I feel like Janelle is such a textbook faithful here in this season. Like she's coming up with theories. She's trying mm -hmm. to pinpoint people. She's biting tooth and nail for every single shield, which a trader just wouldn't do. Every once in a while, sure, you'll get the shield, but a trader doesn't need the shield every single time. She's mm -hmm. tried to get it every single time. Like, I just don't feel like she's giving any traitorous vibes whatsoever but yeah. good for kevin for trying i guess you know i think he's put out janelle's name in the past and maybe like episode mm -hmm. three or four or something yeah. and uh even peter was like no it's not janelle like she wouldn't be playing this aggressively if she were mm -hmm. and i totally agree with with peter's sentiment from that episode i just think she would not be as over the top as she is uh as she's playing here oh katie your cat just scared the <laughs> like, oh yes sorry <laughs> the litter box is in this room so if you if you're watching and you see a door a door phantom open it's okay. my cat um yes um so while kevin is putting out suspicion here janelle is in another room and she's like it's dan come on you guys like it's dan yeah. he's not giving anything um she's talking to bergie and trishel it's it's interesting because we saw heat on dan earlier and now it kind of seems like everyone's a little you know backtracking they're like well i don't know he hasn't done anything like i don't really know um even trishel was like oh you really think so um mm. and we saw trishel say dan's name in the past too so i'm i'm surprised to hear that from her but um janelle's janelle's dropping some seeds here so it seems mm. like these are at this point the two names that are going to be out there and you know not to jump too far ahead but that is what happens those are the two names out there what do you guys think about this I think Janelle, Janelle versus Dan. I think Janelle clocked Dan's game perfectly. She says Dan plays his game like he's a possum. Like he plays kind of like, you know, hidden in the shadows, like from behind. Like Dan likes to play almost like from behind in like the big brother realm too. And then when he has opportunity, he strikes. So like mm -hmm. Janelle really understands Dan's game. And I wish that, I mean, I guess we could talk about it in the round table, but you know, in some, I just feel like people should have listened a bit more to Janelle than they did. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think Janelle's just right on the money. She really understands how Dan plays these games. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, we see Dan again outside talking to Janelle and John. And again, he says, I'm not sharing any theories. I'm, just not, I'm not. I'm, and they're like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Um, but we get to the mission. Sandra comes outside and she's like, let's double up on what we got yesterday, which zero times zero is zero, Sandra. So you got zero last time. You don't want double of zero. Um, but she does say mama needs a savings account, which I just think is really funny coming from a two-time survivor winner. Like, ma'am, you've won $2 million. No one else in this house has won $2 million. So I think you're okay. But um, basically they have to break up into groups. There's six of them outside. They have to play outside. The rest of them are inside. There is no opportunity to get a shield if you're inside the house. The only shield is outside. Um, so this causes a little drama, but we'll give the rules of the mission first, and then we'll talk a little bit about the shield. So uh, the group outside, they're in pairs, and they have to go to different areas on the map, and then they hear a bird call, and then they have to mimic the bird call to everyone in the house, and then there's like fake birds all over the house, and they have to match the noises of the bird calls 
inside and find the right bird inside the house. So the, the people outside are mimicking bird calls and the people inside have to find the birds that match those bird calls. This is, this mission is, is fun. It's pure comedy. What did you guys think about this mission? I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> joking me. This is so dumb, but whatever. I had fun. Like I did like laugh at the people and when the people on the inside were so enthusiastic, like when CT was running, mm-hmm. they were jumping and running and celebrating. So I did enjoy like the aspect of them really playing it up, but I thought the mission was just mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the mission was absurd as well. Um, it kind of felt like a big brother mission, like a big brother yeah. challenge. I feel like big brother have all these dumb little activities that they do. And it, it gave me a little bit of big brother vibes, which is like, I guess comforting because I watch a lot of Big Brother. I don't know what the word to use there is, but yeah, it was just interesting to see that little comparison to Big Brother. But honestly, the funniest thing for me was just these people were acting a fool and oh, yeah. Alan was living it up, especially with John. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anytime he saw John, he would make a comment, run, John, run. I wrote that in my notes because I just, you know, you know, Alan's not my favorite host, but this episode yes. really endeared Alan Same. to me because it felt like he was really enjoying himself. And that's what I love about Claudia in the UK is that she's so invested. And it really felt like Alan was invested in this episode because he, you could tell he was having a good time. So I loved, I wrote, he wrote, run, John, run. Yeah. He was seeing John run back and forth and he looks at the camera and he's like, I mean, come on. And it was just so, I don't know that. Alan Alan won me over this week, I think, with his John comments. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think that actually was my favorite part of the challenge is to see Alan interact with the individuals, which, like you, Katie, I'm also a bit um, harsher on Alan than the other mm-hmm. um, hosts. So it was definitely um, a good moment for me and Alan's, um, my liking Alan as a host. Yeah, his stock is going up a little bit for me, for sure. Um, yes, CT also running back and forth, flapping his arms in the air all over the place. I don't know what was going on with CT, but he was having the time of his life. This this cast in the UK, we had this challenge. UK season two just ended last Friday, but uh, we had this challenge earlier on in the season as well. And it was fun, but they did not take it as much as these reality stars took it and ran with it, which I like because you think that like civilians don't take themselves as seriously as people who have been on TV before, but mm-hmm. these people who have been on TV before were having the time of their lives, including Alan. So I, I loved it more on the U S than I did on the UK for sure. It was great. Pure comedy. Um, not only was it comedy, we also got a lot of strategy in this episode, which you don't think you're going to get in a mission where people are just mimicking bird calls and running around the house uh, like chickens with their heads cut off. No pun intended, I guess. Um, but there's drama around the shield. Everybody wants the shield. Everybody's raising their hand to try and get the shield outside to break up into groups. Kevin is coming in real hot. He's like, I want the shield. I've never had the shield. MJ wants the shield because her name's been out there. Trishel wants the shield. She's like, hey, you talk a lot. I want the shield. It's like there's a lot of back and forth. Janelle, of course, wants the shield and Peter, the two that always want every shield. So um, they do eventually break up into groups. Um, But there is a little bit of heat here saying like you guys should be more selfless for the people who haven't gotten shields, which I'm just surprised that the shields are causing this much drama and chaos because we don't really see anybody care that much about the shields in some of the other seasons. So these Mm -hmm. U.S. people really want these shields. Yeah, it was fun. I like it. It's shaking something up. People arguing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying how the shields seem to have more of an impact. I feel like in the season that I've seen, the shield didn't really have much of an impact, but I feel like in this season they have, and they've been, you know, affecting how individuals look at, like, target, like, you know, let's target Janelle because she's always going for shields. Yep. Let's, let's, let's have this argument over who should get the chance to get a shield this time. So I'm enjoying the, you know, the more influence that the shields are having this season. Yeah, me too, for sure. I always feel like the shields should have a little bit more 
stake in the game or should, you know, mm-hmm. have some stakes and they do to a certain extent, but I think, you know, this episode specifically, we see a lot of strategy yeah. around the shield. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's six people outside. It ends up being, uh, three teams. There's Kevin and Sheree on a team. There's Trishel and Bergie on a team and there's Janelle and Peter on a team. So they have to go and go to all these different locations of the map to get these, to mimic these bird calls. There's also a bird call location on the map for the shield. So it's a shield bird or whatever birdhouse. And they have to do the same thing. They have to mimic the the bird call. But in this case, they win a shield. The both partners on the team win a shield. So there's two shields in play. It's not only one. So both people who get it get the shield, both people on the team. Um, and after all the teams are looking for it, Bergie and Trishel end up finding it and they do the call correctly. The house identifies the bird and they get the shield. Peter and Janelle are in another location on the map and Peter comes up with a master plan. Peter's like, what I think is that all the traders are inside. They don't need the shield. All the traders are inside the house. So I think everyone's going to think that you and I, you and me, Janelle, are going to go for the shield and we're going to get it. So they're not going to murder either one of us, but we should let someone else get the shield. And then no one should say anything because everyone's going to assume it's us. And then maybe they'll murder the people who actually have the shield. And, you know, we will have more cover and we'll be able to suss out a traitor. Peter hatches this master plan. And I have to say, I'm impressed by Peter here. I mean, this is where I'm just like, whoa, this man has his thinking cap on. He's really putting some things out there. And he tells us he knows. I mean, he's like, I think it's CT. I think it's Dan. and I think it's Parvati. He's... Oh, I mean, not spot on, spot on, but he's got two out of the three. And what did you guys think about this plan? Were you were you feeling it? Were you surprised? Were you shocked? I was like, see, that's why they need to kill this man. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> get it, Peter. Get it. Because that's smart. There's that six people that are potentially or should, Dan, be taken off the board to be murdered that night. Because you just don't know. Yep. Brilliant plan. I've never seen like this kind of strategy or them have the opportunity, really to apply this type of strategy in their game. So I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm like IQ on 300, like <laughs> Peter just, I was just so like, I don't want to say proud because I don't know this man, but I was just so like excited to see someone come up with this, like a master plan in this game using the shields, which again, I felt like they had no influence before and this, yeah. just to make them so important for the voting this week. And just to see someone masterminded and to see it come from someone from Peter who I had like low expectations for coming into the season. Like I was just super excited, very happy. Um, and then later on, I'll talk a little bit more about how I feel that Parv and Dan reacted, especially Dan, but we'll get to that at the end of the episode. But yeah, shout out to Peter for that. Cause that's an amazing plan he has. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. And Janelle's like, I'm trusting you. She tells us he's not just a pretty space. He's smart too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter is really playing this game. And I think, you know, Peter, to your point, Janelle, Peter should be murdered, but Peter has had the shield a number of times so far. And then he could potentially also have the shield again tonight. So not only is he putting theories out there and playing a really good game as a faithful, he's also getting the shield. So he's kind of not really been vulnerable that many times to be murdered. So Peter's Peter's playing a great game. I worry that Peter's playing too good of a game because he's not going to get the shield every single time. So Peter has to be a little careful, but um, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. We get a couple more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I really hope the show is paying attention to how the split house, 
these people have a chance to get a shield. These people don't have a chance. How that can impact the game and introduce mm -hmm. more challenges where strategy can be applied like this. If it was all out in the open and Alan announced it, none of this could have ever happened, right? Yep. So I hope the show is paying attention because I like this because they mm -hmm. finally have something like tangible that they yeah. could potentially hold on to. That was my always my biggest gripe that there's nothing to lead them to the traders and this right. potentially could. So I like yeah. this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I agree. I think they they did an okay job last season with the armory because that was in secret, but I think Ari got like every shield in the armory and then he ended up being a traitor anyway. But this is almost like, you know, you have to fight for the shield a little bit. It's like there's more going on here than just like yeah. happening to open a box and, and getting it. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving this. I hope they do more where the shield can be part of the game instead of just like, yeah, maybe I'll get it. I don't know. Do I need it? I don't really know. Um, we get some more funny moments. There's like, it sounds like a dog, but it's not, which is Sandra running in the house for this bird. Um, I don't think any of these, I mean, I don't know. I don't know birds that well, but like, are any, are, these are not real birds, right? Do oh, we know if any of these, birds? I mean, fluffy pants in the forest, I don't think is a real bird, but that was um, one of my other favorite Alan moments where he's like, never in my life did I think I would hear the former speaker of the house of commons oh, saying yeah. fluffy pants in the forest and now I could die happy. And I just really, that really made me laugh um, from Alan. And every time he's just like, run, John, run, yes. run come on, John. Run. I don't know. He was really getting a kick out of John. He was, he's, he's really enjoying like clowning John. <laughs> yes, yes. Really was. I mean, John also has a funny little run. I'm sorry, John's little yeah, run. He does. Little... I, I feel like he keeps his arms straight. Yeah, I don't know, the way he runs is so odd. <laughs> oh, little John. I know. John is kind of giving me some co comedic relief, unintentional yeah. comedic relief that I, I feel agree. like we need. Yeah. Um, they get, I guess, I don't know. They don't get all of them. Right. I, I didn't, I was thinking about writing the, the amounts down, but they got $10,000. Oh, and I think, yeah. Out of 15. Yeah. And what are they up to now? Javier? 75, 75, I think something. Yeah. Because they missed out on the full 20K last time. Yeah. So we know they don't have the full potential of the pot. So we'll see what happens um, with mm -hmm. that at the end. But Peter and Janelle immediately approach everybody who's outside. And they're like, don't say anything about the shield. Don't say it. We have a plan. Do not share any information about the shield. Kevin, uh, Bergy immediately tells Kevin, though, that he has the shield, which I think is okay. That, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Um, and Alan at the end is telling them what they won. And then he says, you know, the shield was picked up. Does anybody want to admit to it? And Janelle says we have decided in the best interest of the faithfuls that we are not going to share any information. Um, so out of six people, nobody knows which two people out of the six are safe, which is pretty limiting. If you're a trader, that really should take all six of those people out of the equation. Absolutely. We saw this Javier on in Canada with the red team and the blue yeah. team, the whole season of Canada we had, oh, well, this person got murdered from the red team. So the trader has to be on the red team because they knew who had the shield. So yeah. this, I mean, we've seen it before come in, come into play. So, you know, you would think these six people should be off the table, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we sure will. We'll find out. Um, Dan says in the confessional that he can use this against Janelle because she's just being selfish the way she's playing. I actually don't find this moment from Janelle selfish at all. I think this does make sense because this will help them weed out the traitors. I guess maybe for him, it feels selfish because that means he can't murder who he may want to. But um, I thought that was an interesting tidbit from Dan. Do you guys feel like this was selfish of Janelle? Obviously it's not even no. Janelle's plan. No, not at all. I actually wish she didn't say anything at all. And when yeah. 
when Alan spoke, everybody was just silent. There was no need to maybe announce there was strategy behind it because I saw some faces smirking when she was talking. And I don't know if that added more hot water to her. Yeah. I think she just should have been quiet in that moment and just let everybody. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. I just feel like Janelle shouldn't have been the person to say it if anyone was going to say it just because Janelle already has so much heat on her. And it just gives them another reason to say, oh, Janelle, you're being so secretive. You're trying to hide who has the shield because then you can kill someone if you're a traitor, blah, blah. You know, people can extrapolate anything from any little thing in this game. So I, I wish Janelle wouldn't have said anything. Um, and she would have let someone else say it and get heat on them. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Janelle has a problem where she's just too loud and she can't stop herself. And she kind of says it at the end. She's like, I'm loud and I'm annoying. And like, I know that, um, which, you know, that's why she makes great TV. That's why sometimes she's not great at these games. Um, but she's competitive and she's a fighter. And I feel like she puts herself out there. Um, and sometimes mm -hmm. that shoots herself in the foot. This might've been one of those moments, but we'll mm -hmm. see. Um, before the round table, we do get, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Um, Peter and Bergie and Trishel are all discussing that they can't say anything to anyone. Peter thinks Bergie and him are the two best targets for murder, which I think he's absolutely right. Peter is showing himself exactly as you said, Janelle, to be a big threat. Um, Bergie is also showing chops that I don't think anybody expected, and he would be a really great murder. So he hatches a plan. Um, he is going to, in addition to the shield plan that he already hatched, he has suspicion on CT, on Parvati, and on Dan. So he is going to approach each one of them and say, you know, I'm only telling you this because I trust you, but we have the ship. Me and Janelle have the shield. He wants them to think, he wants the who he assumes are traitors to think that Peter and Janelle have the shield so they can go ahead and murder Bergie. And if Bergie gets murdered, then that'll weed out those three. And those are three potential traitors because those will be the only three people that have that information. Yep. This was shocking to me that Peter not only hatched the shield plan, but now hatched yeah. part two, phase two of Peter's master plan is to weed out the people that he thinks are traitors. And he happens to be right about two of them. So mm -hmm. this has the potential to get very, very interesting. What did you guys think about this? I once again said, see, should have killed this. It was, it was great. It was great. And I am just surprised at the response to this news. I thought it was great. Like, it's just, it's, so much more fun to see strategy put into place and potentially work. I don't want it to work, but it's so fun to see. It's something that we can hold on to and we get like, oh, is it going to work? You know what I mean? And he has a whole crew around him that he's sharing this with. Like if his plan goes down, like he believes it will, or like he wants it to next episode, I feel like it's just going to be hot. They're going to be like, see, see, I can't mm -hmm. wait to see how this plays out. Yeah, I mean, again, props to Peter. This is an amazing plan. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, Peter is leaving a mark on the traders. I think we will be talking about Peter probably like forever when we ever cover another season of the traders, like as someone who just is really good at the game because um, this is just such an amazing play from him. Part of me also, a very small part of me, I don't know if either of you feel this way, you know, makes makes me feel that Peter might be sharing a little bit too much information with too many people. Just because you really don't know who is a traitor. Yes, he has a lot of suspicions on these three people at CT, Parv, and Dan. But any of those six outside still could have been a traitor. And I just feel he should have maybe just kept a little bit of info to himself. Um, part of me just feels like he shared a lot. And I think that can also make you a target in this game. You know, those other five people can for some, eventually one of them can be like, wait, Peter's so smart. He's so good at this. We should get him out. That's something a traitor would do. So part of me feels like 
Peter showing a little bit too much of his hand to too many people as well. Um, but overall, I think it's a great plan. But I'm a little weary of Peter for that fact. That's a really good point, Javier, <clears throat> because all one of those people have to do is be suspicious of him yep. and tell somebody else and it gets back mm -hmm. to the traders. And that's that really, especially with like, and I love Sandra writing it out, like especially with Sandra, if she hears that he has info about one of the people that she's working with, she's going to tell yeah. because she's, she's loyal to her crew. She's shown that this whole time. So yeah, I agree with you. That's a really good point. I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's a really good point. And and I'm glad you brought out the rat thing because there was another rat in this episode. Um, MJ at one point rats Janelle out mm -hmm. to Dan. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be careful. You cannot share too much information in these games. So that's the only thing for Peter. What yeah. about you, No, I agree. I totally agree with you. I mean, I was back and forth a little bit. I think, I mm -hmm. think sharing it with a group of people who you... The problem is you don't know who you could trust, right? Exactly. Like it could yeah. really be anybody. John could be a traitor. Kevin mm. could be a traitor. Bergie could be a traitor. I don't, you know, I think he feels confident that they're not and he does happen to be right, but you don't really know. So I think it's a good thing to share with a small group because if you're right about all three of the traitors and then they kill you and no one or, you know, something and they mm -hmm. don't know or whatever, like you're not sharing it with enough people there people aren't going to be able to say, wait, Peter said this thing and now this happened and he was right if he's gone. Um, mm -hmm. But you don't know, you could be sharing information with a traitor and yep. that could be a problem. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it could go, has the potential to go either way, but you're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, same thing. MJ was after Dan in episode one and two, and now she's mm -hmm. trying to back Dan up in this episode. It's just, you don't know the, the, the vibe changes with the wind in this house. So it's, it's really dangerous to share. Um, mm. So I, I'm hoping that it works out in Peter's favor, not against anybody specifically. I just want to see how it all plays out. If Same. they really do fail the murder, I, you know, normally I do root for the traitors, um, but I love a smart faithful. So if I see a smart faithful really trying to crack the code, I want to see it. I want to see, I want to see it happen. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for here. So we'll see, but I, I think this was great from Peter. Um, so Janelle is discussing with a smaller group that it's Dan, but Kevin is there. They're in the breakfast room and Kevin's like, well, I don't know, Janelle, like Dan hasn't done anything. And blah. so he's like fighting back with Janelle. MJ is there. So exactly what you said, Javier, MJ hears this conversation. She leaves the room and she immediately rats Janelle out to Dan, to Dan and Sandra and Sheree, which is very surprising because we're not seeing that they're close in this episode, mm -hmm. in this, in the edit. So it's a little bit, you know, I don't know. Um, I was surprised to see this. And Dan is like, well, you know, what does she want from me? And he's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, and she's like, no, no, I know. But like, she's convinced that she's convinced us and it just smells like shit. So things are, things are bad for Janelle here at this point. She's losing, she's losing her people around her. Cause I guess she just went too hard at Larsa last week and failed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like, from MJ, this is like less that I really want to save Dan, more so that like I'm sick of Janelle. And I feel yeah. like a lot of the house is getting to that point with Janelle. And it's just unfortunate because Janelle is right that Dan is a traitor, but everyone's just like, I feel like we're at, they're getting to the point where like we really don't care. We just don't want Janelle in this house anymore. Yeah. So it sucks for her. It's interesting because it's almost like the gamers are the ones that want Janelle out of the house yeah. the most. And she's part of the crew. But like we see later on, I guess Trishel is also a gamer. She's upset. Bergie's upset. Peter's upset. John's upset. It's like she's with the faithful crew that's like not on the gamer side, sure. um, which is interesting. She's kind of on the outs from, you know, the, the actual pure gamers. But 
Janelle again, Janelle and Dan again. Those are very clearly going to be the two names um, out there tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan tells Parv that Janelle is coming after him, and she's like, "What, really?" And he's like, "Yeah," because she said I'm not saying anything, and I'm like, "You're not. You're not saying anything. That's she's right. She's right." Um, yeah. And then Parv is like, "Well, we got to take out Janelle." <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep. Got to take out Janelle. <laughs> so before the roundtable we we're we're heading there but before the game started alan tells us they started with one player missing and we get a flashback to alan saying the game started with 21 for now but who knows what what the future holds so i guess this obviously i mean it was a plan a lot of people are saying this was because deontay left the game but i really don't i i do not believe that it's because of deontay leaving the game i think one this leaked early with the cast list it was like a day or two later but um kate's name was out there when the rest of the cast was leaked and mm-hmm. um you know, Alan says this at the beginning. Also, almost every season, we've maybe not every season, but in three seasons so far now, we've had someone leave and they never brought another person in, like that guy from Canada, remember Javier, that guy who just like disappeared yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then um the nurse. last season, yeah, who got COVID. Yeah. yeah. In the first season, they didn't bring anybody else. So um didn't bring anybody else in. So I don't think this theory holds any weight. So um, but Kate's in a random white house waiting to be brought in. I don't know why she was separated. Like, I want to know why the decision was made to bring her in late. I don't know if it's that she couldn't leave at the same time or what, but I don't know. But here she is. She has a letter from Alan. She's like, he's obsessed with me. And she's back. (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. Here's Kate. She's shocked. I like seeing all their faces. I think some of them were excited. Oh, yeah. Happy. Yeah. Some of them seem like, I love her. Like, happy to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate was disappointed that she was a faithful this time. She wanted to be a traitor. She yeah. said she wants to see the turret. She wants a special coat with a hood that's velvet. She wants the power to get rid of people she doesn't like if they ate all the croissants in the morning. So this is peak Kate. You know, this is exactly yes. what we love Kate for. She's comedy. Um, I would have actually liked to see Kate as a traitor as well. I think bringing another traitor in could have been interesting. Could have been an interesting dynamic with the four of them up there instead of just three. Um, but I think it would be too obvious to bring a returning player in and have them just automatically be a traitor. So we'll see um, how it goes. But I have a question here about what do we think about Kate returning, but we kind of talked about it already during during breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you guys. It's not my favorite twist. But like I said, I'm always happy. Always happy to see her. Yep. Um, before we get to the round table, I do have to say, I can't take this song that they play every time they walk to the round table. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but I hate it and they need a new song. The UK version plays music when they walk down the hallway in slow motion to the round table, but they change the song every episode. They do like a cover version of some other, like a dramatic cover of another popular song. And this song is the same every episode and I hate it. I don't know if anybody else, if anybody listening has noticed it, but let me know your thoughts on the song because I... We need to switch up the song a little bit. I can't. I can't take it. Um, oh, Muse in the chat loves the song. I I liked the song the first time. I want a different song. I gotta pay more attention next episode. Yeah, I'll put that in my you notes. guys will hear it next time because I brought it up. Yeah. I'm tired of it. I need. We need a new song. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, heading in, Dan is stressing. He doesn't feel good about this roundtable. He knows. Janelle's got heat for him. This is the first time anybody capable, according to him, has put heat on him. I I do think Larsa and MJ could have been capable, but I think that roundtable totally got switched up by Deontay. So you could see we could could have seen what happened there. But he said he had some tricks up his sleeve and he does the best when his back is up against the wall, which we know is the truth. Um, and Janelle says in a, tr- in a confessional, she he's the best big brother player she's ever played with, but she's here to win. 
Dan's got a coming. Um, but first, we get a, a chair dropped at the table. Kate comes in. Everyone is shocked. I like this entrance from Alan. He just brought the chair in and just like plopped it down. <laughs> I really like that. I thought that was a perfect entrance um, at the round table. Imagine if they voted her out. I would have been laughing, honestly. I would have been too. Like, what a flop of a twist that would have been. But they could, I mean, I, as far as we know, they could, they could have, have been yeah. like, we don't want you here. Right. Mm -hmm. Bye. Um, but why would they do that? I don't know. But one more player is in the game of death. Kate's here. She goes, um, tell me everything. Who do we hate? Which yeah. you know, I love. <laughs> she tells us in a confessional, I'm just wondering on a scale of one to 10, how much they're all going to hate me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, Kate. Janelle seems the most excited to see Kate out of everybody. She's like, hi, Kate. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's almost like a fan. She's she probably watch her on Housewives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a big below deck girly, Janelle. Um, Kevin starts off and he's like, I would just like to state my case without being interrupted. Uh, everybody here has a tendency to talk over everybody. So I just want to state my case without you guys. I'm like, okay, sir, yeah, let's like, relax sir. here, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You're doing a lot. Yeah, you're doing a lot. Doing a lot. He brings up Janelle. He says she has a pattern of bringing up names that have been banished. There's always a discussion about her being a traitor, but then she rallies people up against another person. Eck and Sue also thought she was a traitor. And Janelle is like, listen, I'm not the mastermind you think I am. And Bergie says, if you're a traitor, you wouldn't be throwing out names like Janelle. Like you just wouldn't be doing it. She creates chaos and the traitors hide behind that and they like that she's here. And I'm like, good for you, Bergie. Yeah, you you're thinking yeah. mm -hmm. um so kate kind of i like what kate's doing here she's kind of like almost moderating the round table yeah. she's like directing mm -hmm. the conversation which i really liked um and she's like well janelle who do you think the traitors are and she says dan ct and sandra you're a traitor and i'm like okay same one name we don't need to go crazy here i name yeah. three people because this i feel like is really what did her in because she just started throwing names out left and right i think if she only focused on dan she would have had a chance but the fact that she's like, uh, CT, you're a traitor. And Sandra, you're definitely a traitor. I was like, whoa, what are we doing here? Why are you putting out three names? Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think I agree with you. That was, you know, would it have saved you? No, I don't know. But I definitely think it was not the right way to go about it. Um, you know, you need to, Dan already has heat on him. So calling out Dan won't make you mm -hmm. look so suspicious. It would be smart. But then calling out someone, who, people who have no heat on them just makes you look right. like you're scrambling. So, yeah. Yep. Listen to her exit press with Sharon after this. What did she okay. share? You know, she basically said that uh, it was when she did that, when she said CT and Sandra, like it was done. Like she was going, there was nothing she could do to shift the votes. And she also said that uh, usually her, Par, Dan, Sandra all voted together every single episode. They had a talk before and there was mm. no talk this time. So she said she, oh, so she knew. knew it was done. And she said she called them out because she was pissed because they were working together and mm. they just decided it was time for her to go. Mm. So she called them out at the end. So oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, Muse also said she called out she called out poverty. And there was something that she said, I don't remember if it was last week or if I saw it on twitter in a clip i didn't listen last week i listened to her and tamra i didn't listen to them this week yet but um i know she said she called out poverty somewhere but they didn't show something on the edit i don't remember which week she mm -hmm. said that but it sounded like she was throwing names out left and right 
I know what she said. She said that she called out poverty because she was pissed because she said she played mm-hmm. Big Brother four times. She's never won. And then I guess poverty said to replay Survivor four times. She's never won. And she was the best trader there was. So when Janelle mm-hmm. was going for Dan, yeah. poverty was sticking up for him. So then she went for poverty too. Right, like, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, Muse in the chat says so she said she went after Parvati, and the part of the fight between her and Sandra was actually Sandra defending Parvati, which whoever would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? We, where are we? Love it. I, yeah, I know. I know. Um, so CT is like, I've done everything you've asked, and now you're throwing heat out on me um, because now there's heat on you. Like you're throwing me under the bus because there's heat on you. People are are not feeling this um same thing with sandra she's like it's weird that we've all been in sync up to now but now you're coming in throwing out these theories i gave you the benefit of the doubt but now i think you're a traitor john comes in he's backing up janelle um says she's been consistent throughout he like speaks in riddles but what i got from him is that you know janelle has been consistent in her behavior there are people at the table who have not been consistent and uh he says Kevin's like, well, then who do you think it is, John, with his like little shitty attitude? And John was like, well, I already said I think it's you. Yeah. Um, so he goes to Kevin a little bit and they're going back and forth. And then we see Kate lean over to MJ and she's like, what's his name? And MJ says, Kelvin. We have it. It's like in the it's in. They put like a, a, a subtitle under just to make sure we know that she said his name is Kelvin. And also when Phaedra voted for him last week, she wrote Kelvin. So I don't know if these women think this man's name is Kelvin and not Kevin, or if they're just messing. I don't know what's going on, but that's hilarious. And Kevin comes in and is like, uh, Kate, could you just listen to me for a second? And I was like, whoa, with this guy. And she's like, yeah, okay, we got it. You think Janelle's a traitor? And he's like, no, no, you weren't listening. I'm talking to John now. And I was like, wow, this guy is such an asshole. I was so over him. I was like, mm. Do you want to be in this game? I don't. Like I know. Him. After this episode, I was like, "Oh, he can go too." I don't like him. I thought he was rude. So rude. You know, like nobody. Need, you don't get the floor because you mm-hmm. commanded. Like, who are you? Oh, I don't like him. I gasped. I was like, Kevin has some balls talking to Kate. <laughs> I know he must um, not know Kate. And Kevin is lucky that Kate is just entered the show because I feel like Kate, if she would have been there since week one, she would have let him have it. I wish um, she did. So, and yeah. that's why I, I agree. I was like, come on, Kate, give, give us that fire I saw for you in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was wild when Kevin did. I was like, Ooh, okay. So wild. So wild, Kevin. Um, Peter brings up Dan here. Um, he says it's a red flag that he hasn't brought up any names. Um, Janelle and Dan are going back and forth a little bit. Janelle says, you know, you're not acting like a faithful. You're acting, you're not doing anything. You're just acting like a traitor uh janelle uh sorry trishelle says dan doesn't talk game with anyone you're not a good faithful they pressure him to put a name out and of course dan puts janelle and he there's obviously the heat's already on janelle he just picks up the shovel and starts throwing dirt on top Mm -hmm. of her i think it's over for her at this point but like good for dan for coming in yeah with a pov because we Mm -hmm. haven't gotten a, a point of view from him yet so far this hard at the round table um he says he's been blinded by his friendship with Janelle. She's led the charge more than anyone else. She's taken more shots and missed than anyone else. So, you know, either she's a traitor or she's just a faithful that can't be trusted. And that's kind of the vibe from everybody at this point. They don't know if she's a traitor or faithful, but they don't feel like they could trust her as a faithful. So she's got to go. See, and I feel like she's been like a faithful that's always trying. You know, yep, you I agree. Yourself. I don't. I feel like you want faithfuls like Janelle with you who aren't afraid to speak up and put names out. Like not everything is going to be 
correct, but at least she's right. trying to mm -hmm. find the traitors, which it feels like, to be completely honest, a lot of these players are not caring about right now, which we said, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, that it really feels like maybe Sandra knows who some of the traitors are and is keeping it close because she, it'll take her further in the game. And we thought that of Janelle as well, where she even said on Tamara's podcast last week that she knew Dan was a traitor, but he was protecting her. So why would she say anything? This is a metagame I do not like. And I spoke my piece on that last week, but it does feel like at least Janelle and like Peter and people like that are trying to play the game the way it's intended, where like CT is, but he's kind of like sitting back a little bit. Trishel, we heard a lot from her in the beginning. We're not hearing much from her now. Sandra is just kind of going with the wind. I want to see more from some of these people because it's episode five now and we still have not found a traitor. I agree. I yeah. think you need the Janelles. We need people like Janelle. Um, we get the vote. MJ votes for Janelle. Um, she says the red flags are too crazy. Phaedra votes for Janelle, which I really, I thought this was cute. She's like, I do love you. And I hope that we can still be friends. <laughs> um, and Jill's like, of course. <laughs> then we get Sandra voting for Janelle and we got a little oh, drama great. back and forth, which is one of the best parts of the episode. Um, she tells Janelle, you were the last faithful recruited and that's why you've changed up. And Janelle goes, spoken like a true traitor. And Sandra's like, I'm a faithful. And she drinks the water. And she's like, yeah, drink that water. You're nervous, aren't you? <laughs> and she's like, no, my mouth is dry. Which I just, I don't know why I think, no, my mouth is dry is like the funniest response. Because it's such like a, and then Janelle is just like, no, you're a traitor. And she's like, you're a traitor. And she's like, you're a traitor, bitch. And she's like, yeah. you're a fucking traitor. You're the biggest fucking traitor. And they just go back and forth. And I'm like, oh my God, when did I ever think we would see Sandra and Janelle, these two Fine. powerhouse women fighting in such a funny way? I don't know. I loved this moment. I loved it. Yeah, yeah I felt very like catty, like when like mm -hmm. teenagers or like high schoolers are like arguing, like no, but you, but no, but you. Yep. So I, th I was like amused, but and and also interchanged just because it was Sandra versus Janelle, like you said, to like powerhouses in Survivor and in Big Brother. So it was very entertaining. Yeah, and they're they're good too. Like she yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I loved it. Then she was just like, "Fuck off!" I just <laughs> loved. It. Yeah, drink that water. You're nervous, her, aren't you? Um, Nina was like, she shared it on her story, and she was like, "Not my mom cussing." Like, I guess she doesn't. Even <laughs> mom cuss. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, um. We do see some votes coming for Dan. We get Peter voting for Dan. We get John voting for Dan. We get Janelle voting for Dan three in a row. Then, of course, Parvati votes for Janelle. Kevin, of course, we know is going to vote for Janelle. Trishel votes for Dan. Dan and CT vote Janelle. Sheree votes Janelle. Bergie votes for Dan. And Kate votes for Janelle. Um, goodbye, Janelle. She's got all the votes. Um, she leaves and she's like, you know, I play this game like I play Big Brother. I'm loyal um, and I'm honest and I'm a faithful, you idiots. And she leaves. Mm -hmm. And Bergie is big mad. He's like, you guys yeah. are trusting the traitors. You're doing exactly what they want. And he's pissed. Bergie's pissed. Bergie was, I put that on my nose too. I saw this is the most I've seen from Bergie. Like, yeah. man was very heated at the whole situation. Yeah, he really was. He wants yeah. to get revenge for Janelle. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's also funny and a little sad to see Dan outplay Janelle yet again. I know. I know. <laughs> Janelle cannot beat Dan. <laughs> No, she can't. I mean, Dan just had more numbers here. That's it. Like in general, yeah. right? You can be right all you want, but if you can't convince people that you're right, exactly. and that you know what I mean, there's nothing you could do. I know. At the end of the day, this really is a game of influence, mm -hmm. and I think Janelle had the influence maybe last week on Larsa, and she she burned all of her good faith or her good faith there. Unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
I did. I don't know if you guys noticed, but maybe I was looking too much into it. But I feel like they cut to Dan at one part, and Dan was like smirking at Janelle going home. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. noticed that. I did notice that. I was like, no one else clocked that. Y'all wouldn't feel. I would, if I saw Dan, I'll be like, why he's so happy that he got Janelle out? Who was trying to get him out? Hmm. I don't know if we anyone. Talk- Maybe one of the faithfuls will notice that, I hope. I don't know if someone does. I hope so, too. And this happened a lot in the UK, this most recent season of the UK. We saw Mm -hmm. one of the most dominating trader performances that we've seen in this most recent season of the UK. And almost every roundtable, the trader was kind of like covering up a smile. And I was on with Sarah Carradine this week talking about the finale. And we talked about this as well with that season. And we were both like, how did no one notice? And we kind of came to the conclusion of, no one's really looking at each other. They're looking at the person saying, mm. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it does feel like we do see a lot of crazy reactions at the round table from the faithfuls, uh, from the traders when a faithful is about to leave and no one ever gets called on it. So mm. I think the conclusion has to be that they're just not paying attention, which I would be trying to pay a future yeah. note to everybody playing the traders. If you're ever listening, pay attention to the round table when the faithfuls mm. are going, because you could really see what these reactions are. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, MJ is like, guys, this was my first mistake, which isn't really true. I mean, it is kind of true because she voted out Dan, which is right, but they she didn't have the votes, but she did say this is her first mistake. Kevin was like, no, this is my mistake. No, I made this mistake. Um, and Dan is like, listen, guys, no hard. If you were writing him down, no hard feelings, okay? And it's like, this is like really bold of you because you're still here. And the girl that you put 100% faith in that was a traitor is now gone and she was a faithful. So I think more names are coming your way, Dan. You don't have to be like, it's okay, guys. Guys, don't don't worry. No hurt feelings if you put down my name. It's like, no, dude, you're probably gonna get more votes, actually. I wish honestly, I I was I wish that Dan would have like acted up being a bit more hurt. Yeah, right. Like he could have easily played this up like, oh my god, me and Jenna have been friends for over a decade. Yeah. I can't believe I it. Really thought she was playing me, and I cannot believe I was wrong, guys. This really sucks. Like, instead, he seems very much like he's smirking. He seems like he doesn't really yeah. care. I don't know. It's if I were faithful at this point, I'm getting sus out of Dan if I wasn't already. Or oh my like, god! Yeah, you seem not to care at all about this girl who you should have some more relationship with than you have had. Totally, so, I yeah. totally agree with you. I mean, if it were me, I I'm with you 100. If I had a decade long or more relationship with somebody and a friendship, and we played other games before. Why would you not be like, wow, I really, I can't believe she went all in on me and I went all in on her and she was a faithful. Like, I just, I don't know why she came for me like that. I wouldn't have come for her in the same way. Like, I can't believe it. But instead he's like, don't worry about it, guys. If you put your, it's fine. Yeah. We're good. We're good. I'm like, I don't think you're good, Dan. I don't think you're good. I don't think so. Um, Bergie is out for blood. We're going <laughs> to find these traitors for Janelle. Um, Dan says that this roundtable was harder than his big brother win and resurrecting Damn. himself for his own funeral put together. Can you believe that? No. That was wild. I wrote that too. I was like, really? That's crazy to me. That's a crazy yeah. statement. Yeah. Very insane statement. Do we believe it? <laughs> He's far removed from big brother. It's been years <laughs> upon years. Maybe yeah. he just forgot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this is a hard game too. So maybe that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that one singular night at a round table was harder than all of his days <laughs> on Big Brother combined. I don't know with the craziest moves. Um, Muse said that Janelle uh said that Dan and her went back and forth for 40 minutes. What? Give me the unedited footage then. Yeah, I want to see this. They need to make these episodes longer. Yeah, this is on streaming. You don't need to fit it in an hour. Give us give us everything, give us the background. 
give us the uncensored version. We want it all. Um, mm -hmm. They should, maybe we'll get more at the reunion. I don't know. I hope. Yeah. Um, Kate, uh, Dan is getting questioned by Bergie and Kevin. And they're like, come on, man, give us a name. And he's like, I'll have a name for you tomorrow. And they're like, okay, but you have one shot. And I'm like, what do you mean you'll have a name for them tomorrow? Like, tomorrow. I don't understand what you're doing here. What are you doing? I'm trying to go home. That's what he's doing. I know. <laughs> it's like, you're really burying yourself here. You'll have a name tomorrow. Okay. Uh, why don't you just have a name? Why don't you have it right now? Why do you need till tomorrow? And why are you so, why are you, why do you think you'll be here tomorrow? Huh? If you're not a trader, right. why do you think you'll be here tomorrow? That's true. On, he does guys, say, like, wouldn't it be crazy if they murdered me or something like that? He oh, says he something say like that. that. Okay. But, like, come on. Come on. I don't know. It is weird. You're totally right, Javier, and I really didn't clock this, but it's like you're putting so much faith in having something to say tomorrow no. when you – if you were a faithful, you could potentially not be here tomorrow. So say right. what you have to say now. Your time could – you're on borrowed time here. Um, but he doesn't feel that way, clearly. Yeah which is surprising. Good call. I actually didn't pick up on that. Um, but they're like, you get one shot. This is your one shot. Kate, Kate in the kitchen, she's got, or the breakfast room, I guess, dining room is getting the goods from everyone. She's like, I'm shocked that they are not doing better. It's like, they're all looking at me being like, please help me. And she's just like, wow, you guys are not doing well. Um, and Kate was like, well, I've never taken any wine from poverty. Like, don't serve me wine. I don't, I'm not, I'll serve my own wine, which I thought was pretty funny because obviously poverty gave them wine. Um, and Peter, this is where you see Peter tell John about his shield plan. Um, he just really wants this plan to work. He's dying for it to work. He really wants to block this murder. And I think he might get his wish. Oh, he's gonna. I he's think gonna. he might get his wish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We head into the traitor's turret. Dan wants this murder. This is my murder. I let Parvati have Ek and Sue, even though that's not really who she wanted. I let Phaedra have Tamara. This is mine. This is mine. Uh, I'm going to be aggressive. I've been sitting in the back, but this is what I want. And Phaedra is actually schooling Dan on how bad yes. he's game. She's like, you better speak up. But what you're saying has to make sense because what you're saying right now is not making yeah. sense. Like, mm -hmm. you need to wake up. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And they're like, well, who are you thinking? And he's like, oh, I'm going to think on it. And they're like, oh, God, he's doing it to us, too. He yeah. wouldn't tell us a name. And Parvati and Phaedra are both like, hello? Why won't you even tell us? Like, I don't know what he's doing here. This I've seen some theories that his plan is to throw Parvati under the bus this upcoming episode. Parv. Oh, I was yes, expecting you Remember how he said, I'll have a name tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's telling them, I'll tell you tomorrow. That's what I've, like, just some people that I've talked to think that that's what he's doing, that that is his plan next week. He's going to throw her under the bus, going to use her as, which he has mentioned when he recruited her. He said yeah, he she would be a good sacrificial lamb, basically, if he needed one. She has a reputation. She might be somebody that he can get people behind on as a traitor. So, we will see. I really want that man to go down to Roaring Flames if that is his plan. <laughs> we will see if that is his plan. But I just can't, like, watching this all unfold, the conversations that they were having, I'm like, Dan, what are you? Because when poverty laid it out for him about Peter, it yeah. makes perfect sense. Right. He has zero reason to go confide in anybody about a shield, especially after they specifically said that they were going to keep it quiet. Red flags all over the place, mm -hmm. Dan. Alarm bells. She laid it out for you, and you should just agree with it and do it, but he's not mm -hmm. going to. So, I do think Dan is going to target a traitor. I don't know if it's going to be Parvati or if it's going to be Phaedra. I think if Dan 
wanted to continue to work with Parvati, which it seems like he prefers working with Parvati over Phaedra because Phaedra's never going to get found out. I think he might try and throw Phaedra under the bus next week, but we'll, or later this week, I guess at this point, but um, we'll see. But it does sound like, so what, what happened here is that Dan or Parv mentions that Peter told her, oh, he told me he has a shield. Um, and, and Dan is like, oh yeah, he told me that too. And immediately without skipping a beat, Parv's like, okay, well, he's lying. Like exactly. there's no reason for him to tell you that Thank he thinks you're you. a traitor. He's lying. And he's like, mm, I don't think he's that savvy. And I'm like, bro, he's that savvy. He came up with it all on his own. You're falling right into his trap. You are one of the best social strategy players of all time. And you're letting the bachelor pilot Pete snow you right now. <laughs> um, and Parvati and Phaedra are like, let's just be safe. Let's murder yeah. someone from inside. Like, there's only six people outside and you don't know which one of them, two of them have shields, have not shields. one I of them, do. two okay. of them have shields. So there's really no reason at this point to murder anybody from the outside. It's just too much of a risk because you think you've been told that a set of two has a shield. That could be a lie. So there's mm -hmm. four people really that are risky to murder because it's either you murder, you know, I mean, obviously you don't want to murder Bergie, but like. Peter, whatever. Um, so I, I just think this is a really big mistake, but he's convinced that Sandra and MJ and John are wastes of murders and he'd rather roll the dice on Bergie. Um, and it's not a waste. It's not a waste. Because he killed MJ, right? If he kills MJ, those people outside that have this, Peter, that has this plan is mm -hmm. going to be so thrown off kilter. Yep. Because he's thinking it's going to go this way. And it went the yeah. whole other yep. way. Yep. And I just feel like that would knock him off his kilter, knock him off the scent a little bit. Because if he kills Bergie, he's going to walk in there tomorrow morning and it's going to be Dan, 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 and poverty by association. Cause yeah. Because he, yeah. he told us yeah. too. And CT, but we're not going to of course. Yeah. But I hate it. I'm like, Dan, you're about to get my girl killed. Like, <laughs> you got to go, Dan. I hope, I don't know. I want him gone because he's not doing anything. And I don't understand... I don't like it. It's annoying. It's the same thing week after week after week. I'm so frustrated watching that man play this game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm just very disappointed that he's just not listening to Parv, especially like Parv. I feel like Parv was really trying to tell him like, bro, we're not, this is not a good idea. Like, let's not do it. And he's just not listening to her at all. And he's just really so gung-ho about his own plan. And it's just, you just have so many other options. And just why risk? potentially putting such a big target on your back when your target is already massive like yeah. try to get the target off of you you know kill an mj kill a sandra you know kill ct kill anyone who was not outside bro yeah but, yeah this is like an all-time move to me that from dan that doesn't make any sense because i'm so pro murdering someone that has no ties to you that's not on to you i mean yes it's bad to leave someone in the house that has influence if you are a traitor but like getting rid of an mj or getting rid of a anybody that was a sandra who people would never suspect it's you or poverty most likely yeah. it mm. could then also point the fingers to someone outside um peter mm. would be off the scent like you said janelle he thinks it's these three people those three people if they go for nobody if they don't go for peter or bergie like and just go for a random person that's only gonna confuse peter who clearly yeah. is trying to do something he's clearly yeah. on to somebody people in some way um but you know i don't know they he he's very steadfast in what he wants to do and he's like i need this i know it's rolling dice but we got to take up Bergie. um and you know 
Phaedra at the end of the episode is like, I, I can't believe I'm about to agree to this. This is my Virgilicious. Harv is just like making a face like she is super, super uncomfortable. They want to murder. So she wants to murder someone inside. Um, and Dan says to us, this murder is either going to win me the game or it's going to lose me the whole thing. Well, it is heavily implied that they're going for Bergie. Yeah, I mean, heavily. if you watch the preview, guys, we know what happened. Yes, yeah. yes. So I was going, I, I was going to mention that because it does seem like I have read. I didn't do my own math here, but it does sound like everybody <laughs> is accountable, uh, or is 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 marked accountable at the is accounted for at the table. Um, in the preview, Bergie is there. They show him very clearly in the preview. Mm -hmm. So it's either they pivoted. But if everybody really is at the table, then it sounds like this is a failed murder. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. At the end of the episode, also, they flash to Dan making like a um, a smirk. And then it's like a, it's almost like a lightning flash and his face is black. They like turn his face black and white. I don't know if that's foreshadowing or what's going on here. But I'm like, OK, is Dan really? Are they? I mean, I'm here. I want to watch it. I want to see what happens. I, I'm excited to see the way this plays out. If mm -hmm. Peter's plan really is this good and can really trick Dan? I'm I'm shocked. Um, but it seems like we're gonna. I mean, we know Bergie's here. We we see him. Right. So, so do you guys think that this is? That's why I'm worried that we see in the preview that he goes. There's somebody that I've suspected from day one. He's saying that at the round table. And one of my, I was chatting with a friend, and she was like, "I think this is a master plan to throw Parvati under the bus." I was like, "That is so risky." To kill mm -hmm. Bergie only to put the heat on another traitor when it could really fall on you. I thought that was yeah. a really super risky plan, but we do see him go in that round table and say, I've suspected this person. Like, I don't know. And he told um, Bergie earlier, you'll find out tomorrow. So mm -hmm. was he planning this all along the way? I don't know, but I don't like it. It's all bad to me. I don't know if he has it in his mind right now at this moment in the right. turret to say tomorrow my name is going to be one of you guys. Maybe because he's not sharing with either one of them. Um, also, there was a funny moment here that I didn't mention where Phaedra's like, you better get your suit because if you keep playing like this, I'm going to have to bomb you myself, which I thought was yes. funny. He's a mortician, which was just so funny. Um, I didn't. I wanted to make sure we didn't forget about that funny moment. But um, it's possible that he's thinking about one of those two. I also mm -hmm. think at this point we're heading up to episode six. They have not gotten one traitor yet. This is like, mm -hmm. I don't know that we've gotten this deep in any other season without getting at least one traitor. And normally the first traitor is usually, it, at least it feels that way, turned on by another traitor and is thrown to the wolves. It's usually not the faithfuls that are the ones mm -hmm. figuring it out. It's usually traitor on traitor violence. Um, I think mm -hmm. maybe it could be a game time decision once he finds out that this was all a plan to yeah. lie and say well like oh yeah well you told parvati so i know i know you told parv so it had to be her um right. i think it could be a consequence of what happens here maybe not his original plan but i think it could go either way because he really wants phaedra out and i think he probably thinks he could work better with parvati than he can with phaedra no i agree mm -hmm. with you i was just playing devil's advocate when i was chatting with that person i was like mm, i think that he's if he does do that it's because he feels the need to to save himself yeah. I don't think that he's planning it way. I just wanted to see you guys' thoughts mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to find out. I don't like it either way, but I can't wait to find out. I don't know. I think Dan is planning to throw a traitor under the bus. I think this is yeah. all in his plan. My original thought was he's going to go for Phaedra because I feel like he can bring up the fact that we, we thought it was a housewife a few weeks ago. Let's go back to that theory, guys. We saw a housewife get murdered that night. Only if Phaedra was so smart, she would have murdered a housewife to get everyone off their tail. That's why I would throw, that's why if I were Dan, I'd throw heat on Phaedra because I feel like that's 
honestly, I feel like that's enough evidence for me to want to target someone. If someone said that to me, oh, uh, we, we thought it was a housewife and then a housewife dies that night. So Faye just trying to take everyone off her scent. So that's what I think that he's planning. Mm -hmm. But Janelle, you bring up a good point. I didn't even think about that. The fact that Parv is the only other person who Peter told. So maybe he's mm -hmm. going to use that to throw Parv under the bus. Um, so now like I'm on like a 50, 50, but I do think either way he's in, a, he's aiming to throw a trade under the bus next week. Yeah. Um, he so could we'll also see. be going for CT. CT True. also knows True. not a traitor. Yeah. It might not be traitor on traitor violence. I think, I think in order to gain credibility back that he's lost, he does need to throw a traitor under the bus here and be yeah. successful. Yeah. But I don't know. I, it, I don't know that it's going to work for him. I, I, I don't think. I don't think it's going to work out the way he thinks, even if he gets one, right? Let's say he does get Phaedra or Parv. It just feels a little too convenient that it's like, I haven't said a word up until now, but now I'm saying this person that I'm absolutely sure of because I'm also a trader. So I know they're a trader and I'm cutting bait. Like that's almost what I think it's going to seem like. Um, mm -hmm. So either way, I think Dan is not going to be set up for success here. Yeah. I think if he goes for Phaedra, he 1000% fails. Like mm -hmm. I really don't think, I don't see who's going to rally behind him. For Phaedra, because I haven't seen anybody say her name, like not yeah. once ever. Has yeah. there ever been in the seasons you guys have watched, this is only my second season really, um, that a trader went for another trader and failed? Yes. Ooh, yes. So yeah. It's happened. Um, it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it gives a nice spicy um, murder turret when it does happen. I bet. Yeah, it's fun. I like that. I like when they fail. <laughs> so it's fun. Um, maybe we'll see it. Yeah. Maybe we'll see it happen. It kind of, we kind of almost saw, I mean, we sort of saw it with Phaedra and Parv. Sort of. Yeah. A preview. Yeah. A preview is to what can happen. Um, mm -hmm. Any final thoughts on this episode? I mean, we're, I thought we were getting Dr. Will this episode. We were robbed of a Janelle and Dr. Will reunion. Robbed. Yeah. I'm very upset about it, but I guess maybe next week or who knows? I don't know. Any, any other um, final thoughts on this week's traders episode or the season as a whole or anything you guys have seen on social media? I actually, I kept up pretty closely last week, but I, I haven't kept up as closely this week with any of the chatter. So if there's anything, you know, and in the chat, if you guys have any questions or anything you want to bring up to our attention to discuss, feel free. I think I said it all, but Muse makes a good point about Janelle did talk about the fact that she was absolutely snowed by Phaedra. Mm -hmm. She said, because Phaedra would actually trader hunt with her. Yeah. And she said that when she would go to Dan, like we saw it in the episode when she went to Dan and was mm -hmm. asking to give her something, he gave her nothing. She said she knew he was a trader. He gave her nothing. And she was really, really annoyed about the Ek and Sue murder. She said she thought Dan did it. She did not know mm -hmm. it was Barbara, but she thought it was Dan to purposely try to put heat on her because Ekansu was after her. She thought that made her look hot. So I thought Ooh. that was interesting. I wish we saw more of this on the show because I don't feel like we've seen much of Phaedra trader hunting at all. I think I she's know. done very well socially, but yeah. I'm not seeing her play the game that I want to see of, mm -hmm. oh, actually, I think it could be this person or like this makes sense or throwing theories out there and mm -hmm. like really playing the role. Mm -hmm. um, but it sounds like that is actually happening, which doing? is yeah. unfortunate that we're not really seeing it. Right, she's not getting credit like that yeah. she deserves if that's the case, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I guess my thought I actually have a question for you, Katie, since you've seen so many more of the yeah. seasons than me and Janelle. Has someone, you know, we were talking earlier about Janelle and how she said like she's loud, she's annoying, but has someone like that ever been a traitor and won? Because I feel like everyone who is like that just won't win the, like 
I wouldn't, I, those people are going to get voted out early on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> um, Koozie, I think she was kind of wild. Really? I liked her. I think she yeah. was a presence. That people, she was a presence. Not presence, that she's yeah. annoying or people didn't like her, but I just think that she has a strong presence always. Draws mm. attention, is very uh, social, very vocal. You go after her, she ain't going to have it. But I think she's a big, big personality. But I think that was really she didn't win. Yeah. yeah. True. I think Kuzi's downfall in Canada was that she wasn't given enough. And that's what I'm saying. Like someone who's like always throwing out theories, throwing out names like a Janelle. Like I yeah. can't imagine a trader winning if they play like that. So I feel like those people need to stop being targeted. We have seen it. I don't want to spoil any of the okay. recent seasons, but we've seen it. Um, okay. And we've seen, I'm going to say watch Australia season two. I'm not going to say anything about the winner, but we did have a very arrogant trader. Um, mm. And we'll see if you watch it, you'll see how it ends up. But there is a person who is a trader who is very loud and putting oh, yeah. out names and is very cocky. Um, and we did just see it in UK season two as well. Okay. Um, but I don't want to spoil any winners or anything for anyone because I know that just finished. So, um, but yeah, no, we've seen we've seen it. And I think Mike in Canada was loud and annoying as hell. And we saw what happened there. And you guys, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm number one Mike hater. Um, I'm sure he's a very nice man in the event that Mike is ever going to see any of our podcasts or listen to any of our podcasts. I'm sure he's right. great. But um, he just came up on the podcast again with Sarah on Friday about being one of the best traders of all time. And I was like, strike it. I strike it. Um, from no, the record. I was about to say that, Katie. The more I'm thinking about Mike, Mike. No, I will not. I won't. I won't stand for it. Um, Benjamin in the chat asked where we can watch Traders Canada. I actually, um, there are links out there, um, yeah. Benjamin, that I can't like legally say. It might yeah. be on Daily Motion. Um, yes. But I, it is. Okay. Yeah. I would say check Daily Motion. Um, I think you get most of the international seasons there. Um, but yeah, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch for sure, I would say. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to bring it to Peacock. I want to see more of the international. There's the first season of UK and first season of Australia on Peacock, but season two of each is not there yet. And Canada's not there yet. So hopefully they bring them to us. Um, any other thoughts, questions, comments? I hope my girl survives this this next round table. That's all. I think she'll be okay. I have a feeling she'll be okay. For the sake of my draft, I'm on Janelle's team. I want Parv to survive. <laughs> is she only, she's your only one left? Yeah, she's the last yeah. soldier for me in this fight. <laughs> I have to say my draft team, the only person I lost so far is Deontay, and he took himself out of the game. So yeah, my yeah. draft team's looking pretty good so far, I got to say. Yes, it is. I, I really, to say. truly did not expect to like Phaedra in this role as mm -hmm. much as I do. I still want her <laughs> dead or banished or whatever, but I do admit that like I'm loving her still. I just yeah. got it. I, I knew she had it in her. Yeah. She would have been my number one pick if I didn't think someone else was going to take CT. I knew no one was going to take her, so I could I could leave for the second round. But she's my at heart, she's my number one pick. Um, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up here. Um, Janelle, where can everybody find you? Thank you again so much for joining us this no. week. Always love to have yes. you. Thank you, Thank Janelle. you for awesome. having me. I appreciate it. Um, I love I love podcasting with you too. It's fun. But well, you're I'm welcome anytime. You know, I'm showing everything. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's where you find me. Awesome. Javier, where can everyone watch your masterful, faithful <laughs> performance from this weekend? So everyone can find me at underscore the Starboy on Twitter. That's where I share all my thoughts. And I'm I'm gonna say it one more time: playing a, a trader mini is really impacted the way I'm looking at this game. And 
I hope that if anyone who watches the show has the opportunity to play one, play one, because it really will, it will change your, the way you view the way people play this game. Cause you really have to go off nothing when you target these people. Um, so it's, it's a lot harder than it looks, I feel. And I feel like sometimes I'm a little hard on these players. So I just want to say it is really hard actually this game. And I know I just played a mini with rant, but it was just, it was hard. So. <laughs> well, I thought you had an iconic performance. I was rooting for you the whole way. And I, I thought you did great. You made us proud. You made us proud. I do think I, I think I, I was like, Javier out. can't go out first. He podcasts about the traders. He can't, he can't. Oh, my, I was so scared. <laughs> I almost went out first. I was like, what? I know, but you did great. You did great. Um, so check that out. It's on, I don't know if the video is still out there, but. Um, I've watched a little bit of it. Um, If you go to the. Dark Horse. Dark Horse minis on Twitter um, and you go to the link. Um, I think Santi, he's the host of the mini. He has the link there. Okay, perfect. So check that out. Um, and you can find me at Real Slim Katie on Twitter. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Real Slim Katie with an underscore. And check out from The Fringe, Sarah Carradine uh, does an amazing job hosting our international traders coverage. Not on video, so it's audio only, so you have to subscribe to our feeds um, to get that in your podcast app. But we just talked about the Traders UK finale, and that was a great time. We, we put that out on Saturday, so that's out there. Um, and we're going to be having a new Traders feed um if you like podcasts but you don't want to listen to everything we cover which is totally okay we're gonna have just a specific traders podcast feed um that'll be up later tonight so feel free It'll, it's gonna be called sign uh silent traders not sign traders that's our podcast name it's gonna be called silent traders and you'll get all of our traders coverage we're gonna upload the old stuff to um canada all of sarah's international coverage her new coverage mm -hmm. for um from the under from the fringe name all of our sound, uh, uh, signed the trader stuff so check that out that's going to be like our home for all the trader stuff here on silent podcast and moving forward so but it'll also be in your main feed too so um check that out um that'll be up in like an hour so uh check it out today or tomorrow or whenever um and we'll be back next week to talk about our next episode um so thank you all for being here check us out again silent podcast uh anywhere you listen to your podcasts um and check us out on twitter at silent underscore podcast if you want to keep up with what we're up to and we'll be back to talk traders next week bye everybody bye y'all with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.